she gets on the phone and she calls up Mother Superior. She's like, Mother Superior, this is Sister Agnes. Uh, there's a vampire on the bench. What do we do? So Mother Superior says, uh, have you tried dousing her with the holy water? She's like, um, we're all out at the moment. What do we do? Mother Superior says, um, you have to show him your cross. Play every day. Everyday Rogue, the time capsule for cosplayers. It's recording, right? You can see it's recording on your end. Okay, we're good. Awesome. All right. Hey, Shugas, Everyday Rogue here on It's Like a Podcast or Whatever. We're taking a look at canceled convention culture. With the coronavirus global pandemic, large gatherings are banned and conventions are canceled. But congoers have a particular kind of resiliency, so we're checking in on our fellow cosplayers and photographers to find out what they've been up to during this quarantine and beyond. And with us now to kick things off in our series, we have Pat Covey. Oh, hi. Hey, how are you doing? Trying to keep cool. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for being on today. So tell us about your typical cosplay convention life. Take us through that. Uh, so my typical cosplay convention life is actually more on the organizational side of things. So mm -hmm. my typical cosplay convention is usually I'm planning and working and organizing, coordinating up to about a year before the convention actually takes place. I, seriously? Yes. Wow. So I start usually planning for the next convent for that convention the year prior after the previous convention had ended. So wow. we go through debriefings and everything and then it started planning and taking notes and, you know, kind of going through and just getting everything kind of streamlined for the following year. So uh, my prep before a convention, I so I depending on the convention, I'll be running uh, anywhere from costume contests to after parties, panels, um, guest booking, you name it. So I'm going through and leading up to the convention, I'm getting paperwork all sorted out. The costume contest is getting all the rules and regulations laid out, getting contestants situated for the contest itself. Uh, for after parties, it's setting up all the uh, ideas and getting them onto paper, then getting them out and actually doing them like. Uh, for a 90s party, we had a life-size Olmec from Legend of the Hand Temple. So, like, yes. that's getting that all, Amazing. like, coordinated. Yep, mm -hmm. it's, but that's an example of, like, we're, we're working in advance. And then once the convention gets there, it's all hands on deck, ready to go. Yeah. Does that ever take the fun out of it for you? No, 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 no. no. I've been doing this. Uh, so, I'm looking at this. Is, this would have been year 18 doing conventions for me. Um, wow, 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 wow. So it's every single one, it's always different. I always have a blast doing it because for me, the highlight to any convention is all the stuff that I do, all the hard work, 
and seeing everybody that's having a great time and having a fun time, that for me is the reward and I love every second. Mm -hmm. And you are so good at what you do. Um, I've gotten to personally experience some of the after parties you plan. Amazing, amazing stuff. Super fun. Um, so this pandemic has per hit you in a particular way as far as planning and also attending. So what was the last convention you you put together or you attended? So the last, so last convention I attended uh, which I think one of the last conventions that actually happened, it was a uh, mm -hmm. PAX East in Boston. Uh, and it was, there was a lot of precautions and panic going into it, thinking that the convention was literally going to be canceled days before the show was supposed to take place, but it didn't. So I ended up going, um, had passes for the weekend and, uh, ended up going down there, had a great time. And while this was all going on, I was still working and planning for conventions that I had three weeks from them. Wow. So yeah, it was, it was a matter of like, okay, that was literally the last convention because conventions that literally were taking place the following weekend got canceled. That's crazy. So yeah. if you had known that was going to be your last convention, would you have done anything differently? No, I had a blast. So <laughs> good. Good. Yes. You enjoy I, it to the fullest. Yep. Excellent. Had a good time there. Yeah. So, so take us through sort of those reactions. So, you know, you're going to PAX East, having a great time, thinking about planning the next convention, and then canceled. What's going on? What's going through your mind? So, when we were so leading up to the convention, there started being all the murmurs about, you know, this event's going to be canceled. This event's going to be canceled. And to me, it was well, if they're looking at doing a mass lockdown for conventions. Um, you know, all right, at the time it was, well, these will be rescheduled to the summertime when, you know, you don't have to worry as much, you know, it's just mm. one of those like, all right, you know, don't have to worry down the road, you know, these, they'll just be rescheduled and we'll go do those shows and it'll be fine. Um, so at the time, I didn't have much concern. Mm -hmm. It actually would have just meant my summer would have had a lot more events going on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then uh, it was hearing, you know, this event canceled and this and then and then San Diego canceled and that was just like uh oh <laughs> yeah I think San Diego was the first one that made me realize yeah conventions are uh they're done for the year hmm. so what does that look like for you right now so right now um so no conventions no events whatsoever um, wow. I basically came down to that realization that what going to happen probably around end of March um, mm -hmm. was that realization like even though things were being rescheduled uh, the shows that were being rescheduled they're being rescheduled to June and everybody was saying you can expect this to go into the fall and I was just like yeah they're 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 done so for me it was all the prep and work that I did it was just kind of push the side to be used for future shows. Mm -hmm. So not completely wasted. There's, there's, nope. yeah, put, put aside. So let's, let's sort of go through best and worst. What's, what's been the worst part of this whole cancellation experience? It's probably a twofold. So mm. um, for me doing, going and traveling to the conventions, it's like a, it's a vacation for me, even though I'm working, it's, I get to travel to different places, different states, different cities, different countries, and uh, get to, you know, see people over there. A lot of people I've become friends with now, and 
not being able to see them, it's unfortunate. Uh, and then the other side is, yeah, I'm losing a lot of income on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that's something that I can't recoup. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's all right. You know, I'm, I, I have a full-time job, so I'm, I'm working no matter what. Uh, but the side money through doing conventions and events, it's a lot of money. And to lose that, it's, it's a source of income that, all right, can't rely upon that right now. Got to look at alternatives, you know, for working and everything. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but say la vie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you're, you're speaking as a, as a person who truly loves what he does. Um, so, you know, I would believe you, you know, if you said that it wasn't about the money because I can, you know, I can hear your passion. I see your passion in, in the work that you do. Well, the biggest thing with money for me is all the money I make goes back into what I do. Mm-hmm. So I buy a lot of equipment that gets brought to the shows like a lot of the stuff that you guys see at some of the like the after parties that I do that's coming out of my pocket wow um and a lot of equipment that I buy like um you know I got a projecting projector system that's sitting right here to my right that's all stuff that I bought for conventions mm-hmm. I have sound systems microphones so it's, it's literally I, I make money and put that money right back into what I do because mm-hmm. I want people to have the best time when they're at the events so if i have to spend money to you know have people have a good time i don't care if i make the money back i just want people to have a good time because at the end of the day you know we're all in this to have a good time and have fun and if there's no events well you know it's unfortunate yeah and this is this is your heart work yep yeah i hear that during this whole thing i've just been using like you know i got stimulus check went into buying more equipment for next year. So that way next year, when I have the events happening, I'm going to be very well prepared in advance. So mm-hmm. I'll be coming in with a few new surprises that people will be like, oh, I wasn't anticipating something that neat and that cool. And I've even used some of the money, like uh, and we'll talk about it later on for, for stuff that we're doing this summer to kind of have it be fun and engaging. Ah, okay, so, so we're getting a little hopeful here. So what have been some benefits about this time? So, I mean, benefits, uh, I've spent more time at home with, uh, so I have, um, uh, you guys can't see it, but uh, I have um, I my reptile hobby. I love reptiles. It's a huge hobby of mine, doing rescue work, doing, uh, we've been breeding a lot of different animals. So for me personally, like one of my favorite animals on the planet is red-eyed tree frogs. And I started breeding those. So I have a ton of baby red-eyed tree frogs. They're so neat. Oh my gosh. Um, Very colorful. And that's been a huge like bonus of staying at home. Um, You know, I've been able to focus more on getting that done and building these like beautiful enclosures for different animals. Um, You know, we've had had a variety of just different animals that have come through. So it's just making sure that their care is all set. Like we take them to, uh, we take them for vet visits. We if they need surgery, if they need specific kind of needs, we make sure that they're taken care of. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the biggest benefits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, you have a lot of different passions and things that you do. That's so cool. Also, can you please send us a picture of your frogs? Oh, I can definitely do that. <laughs> that would be great. We, we got to have a picture. <laughs> um, 
So um, what in general have you been doing during this time to sort of feed your, your convention spirit? I like to call them online costume contests. Yay! <laughs> yes, tell us more. All right. So, um, so I've done a few uh, on my own, but recently I've been doing uh, part of a circuit series for uh, the website Nerd Caliber. Mm -hmm. um, who you find on Facebook, on YouTube. They got like half a million uh, subscribers on YouTube. Um, you know, huge They're variety, amazing. big platform. Yeah. And I've known them since their very first convention when uh, they came to Granite State Comic Con in 2010. Uh, and uh, they've just been absolutely great to work with and talk to. Uh, so I've been working with them for doing what we're calling the Summer Cosplay Contest Series, where for the months of June, July, and August, we're doing uh, costume contest qualifiers for uh, people to have a way to showcase the work they've been doing in quarantine, as well as you know an escape, something for them to be able to, to have that night off to make it feel like they're at a convention for that one night, even mm -hmm. though they're still at home. Mm -hmm. um, so been working on that. I've been uh, designing a lot of different stuff for our live stream that we do on, uh, on their YouTube channel and on my Twitch, uh, which is twitch.tv backslash the covenator. Uh, so uh, I've been doing like a lot of like video editing, uh, designing for different like layouts, pictures, the works, on top of getting everybody all organized and set and ready for the contest itself, including judges who we get judges from all over the US and North America, award-winning judges, uh, because again, they don't have anything else going on. This gives them that escape for that one night. Yeah, you are bringing the cosplay convention experience to the comfort of people's homes. Yep. That is so brilliant. That is amazing. Amazing. So how can people get involved if they want to? So for those that are interested in participating, uh, you can visit uh, nerdcaliber.com. And on their homepage, there's a tab for the Summer Cosplay Contest Series where you can register. Um, July registration is currently closed because we actually have the contest taking place uh, this coming Saturday, July 25th at six o'clock. Um, so people can watch it there. Um, but if they want to participate for the August qualifier, registration will be going live on July 27th and will be open until August 9th. So you can sign up through the website. It'll take you to a Google form where you fill out the form and then you have to send us a few photos of you in costume as well as construction work. So that way we can see the work that went into it so we can send it to the judges so the judges can all see each costume and cosplay. Excellent. Awesome. Awesome. That is so cool. I'm, I, on behalf of the community, I thank you for your work. <laughs> and, and for everything that I'm doing, like I, I, it's just something so that way it gives back to the community. So the community's got, a little bit more thrown out there at them and uh you know it's uh we technically are raising money on it uh if people uh watch the stream on twitch or youtube they can donate or uh we're doing it goes right to res uh, reptile rescue work so Aww. it pays and i can tell people exactly what their donation goes for it's like whether it's food bedding enclosures um like right now we've got few reptiles that we rescued took in because during this time it's tough for people to care for their animals because uh, in a lot of cases some people don't have their jobs anymore and, mm -hmm. uh, and whatnot and we'll take them in and you know I, I 
I pay out of pocket because I just want to make sure the animals are taken care of. And then we rehome them and we don't ask for anything in return. We, we just want to see the animals go to a good home. So, mm-hmm. so that's what happens when we uh, do all the streams. So we don't really ask for anything in return. It's just if people want to do it, they can do it. But I personally, it's just like, I don't advertise it during the streams because um, the streams are about cosplay number one and giving people an escape for that one night. Mm-hmm. Wow, you do such incredible work, uh, even behind the scenes. Uh, so I'm glad we're able to to let that out here. <laughs> it allows me to fill in the time. It's like the the biggest thing is like everybody being at home, not being able to go out as much. Um, I mean, you can go out, but it's what it's not recommended in a lot of cases. So uh, you know, I'll, I'm I'm at home. I figure you know what. A lot of the work I do, I can transfer it over to doing it through streaming. And uh, I just want to put something fun together for everybody and engaging. Mm-hmm. And I've actually been um, teaming up with others to so that they can have a little bit of help for their contests. Like uh, just today, I got contacted to uh, by a couple of cosplayers in Calgary, uh, up in Canada, uh, who want to run also a costume contest series there. And they had messaged me for advice, helps, anything. And I told them, anything that you guys like, I'm more than happy to lend a hand because, you know, it it's fun. It's, you know, it gives people an escape and they want to keep the community going because when everything goes back to normal eventually, uh, you know, you want to have that engagement still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like you have found um, some, some really creative, really... Um uh, just really charitable ways to, uh, to cope with this whole situation. And not only that, but you're also helping other people cope with what's going on. So, so what, what hot tips do you have for us to, to really see, see the best out of this time? So the thing that I would recommend is like, you know, everybody's staying home, like find something that you're good at a hobby, something that you pushed off, you know, where since you're at home constantly, you know, I'm sure there's a project that you want to tackle or something that you always want to try um, or even something that you do and you want to expand upon it. Like, do it. Just jump right into it. Just go for it. You know, you won't have any regrets doing it because if you fail, you have time. You can, you can end up fixing that. You can redo it, you know, give it another shot. Keep giving it a go until you perfect it. Um, like, I'm right now with all the, the tanks and everything that I'm building for the reptiles. I'm, you know, I've, I've failed at some cases doing it, but through failure, it allowed me to learn a little bit more on what didn't work and what worked and what worked. You put forward and you put your best foot forward. And in a similar aspect, it's for, for people that are making costumes and cosplays. If there's a particular skill set that you wanted to learn, like whether you want to make armor, whether you want to learn how to sew more, or uh, whether you want to do some special effects, you can end up going and learning tutorials, going out and getting books and seeing YouTube videos and seeing even cosplayers, you know, who uh, have been doing it, you know, ask, reach out to them and ask them because they'll be more than happy to help because mm-hmm. again, similar situation, they're at home, they don't have much going on and they would be more than happy to, you know, give advice. Mm-hmm. And this is what I love about our community is um, people are really super open to helping each other out. So uh, don't be intimidated to reach out to to people. And I, you know, this is some some great great advice uh, 
try. And if you fail, try again, keep going. Um, awesome. So you mentioned earlier that it looks like we're kind of done with cons for the year. Um, but what about Halloween? So Halloween is in a weird spot and mm -hmm. Halloween, I feel as though will still happen because the one thing that Halloween does have going for it is everybody wearing masks. Ah, there you go. <laughs> that all said, the one downside is when you're handing out candy, it is being touched by other people. So if you end up having Halloween and you're handing out candy, hand sanitizer is also very good. Yes. Yes. There's another hot tip for you there. Yep. Um, um, so uh, any thoughts about when we might have conventions again, when, you know, things are going to get back to a normal or a new normal? What do you think? That's tough. Uh, yeah. Only because and you're you're on the back side of this, so I feel like you might have some insider info. <laughs> so, any conventions throughout the rest of this year, I don't see taking place. Mm -hmm. um, the other downside is with any kind of flu, virus, cold. Usually, the winter time is when it's the worst. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at you get to the winter time, okay. How are we going to handle it during the winter time? And that's the biggest question. We end up handling this virus, you know, perfectly fine during the winter time. You could start seeing events happen in the spring of next year. If we can't tackle it during the winter time, I don't know. Mm, yeah. That's the tough part because I could tell you and promote that, hey, we've got an event taking place in January of next year or March of next year or June, but the only way those events are taking place is if people go out there, if they're out in the, out in the world, put a mask on, you know, does it, like, it's not for your safety, it's for other people's safety. Mm -hmm. It's, if you, if you have it and you don't know you have it, how it spreads is you be talking just like this and suddenly it's getting people sick. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I wonder, if, I wonder if we can reframe this. What if wearing a mask is your everyday cosplay? Maybe? Be, Anything? You can, be, you can be a superhero during the day just by putting a mask on. There you go. And you heard it right here. So any final thoughts, Pat? Anything? Any other words of wisdom? Anything we missed? Um, I mean, I think the only thing is just, yeah, just if people want conventions to happen next year, you know, just play it safe, you know, be, be your traditional superhero, put a mask on, go out in the world that way, um, you know, support, you know, businesses and whatnot that, you know, are going through a tough time, whether it's your standard typical comic shop to a uh, costume store to get supplies, like support them because they're having it tough right now because, you know, they've lost a lot of traction in sales. So, you know, support them out there. Um, and yeah, if you're gonna be sitting at home, find something new to do. Mm -hmm. So give us all the plugs. How can we support you and all the cool things you're doing? So you can uh, find me on Instagram. Uh, I go by the Covenator on Instagram. Uh, I also go by that on Facebook, but I don't really use Facebook page that much. It's all on the, all on the gram. Um, 
you can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash the Covenator. Uh, like I said, we'll be doing uh, two more um, qualifiers for the Summer Cosplay Contest Series. First being this Saturday, and next one will be on August 22nd, uh, which will also be the finals. So people can check that out, see me there. Um, and yeah, other than that, oh, I mean, you can go on TikTok and find me on TikTok and find a whole bunch of reptile videos on there. <laughs> are the tree frogs on there? There are tree frogs on there. There's baby Yay! tree frogs on there. Yep. Super cute. Awesome. Well, Pat, thank you so, so much. You are such a kind, awesome human being. Um, we thank you for all that you do. And thank you for being on It's Like a Podcast or whatever. Yep. Thank you for having me. Okay, Jack, this is a We Should Do This Again sometime podcast ad take one. In a world where laughter was king. No in a world, Jack. What do you mean, no in a world? It's not that kind of podcast. In a land that... No in a land either. In a time... No, I don't think so. In a land before time. Jack, this is a cartoon movie, and we may get to it if you use that. Uh, can you say We Should Do This Again sometime was hosted by Kat Chinetti and V. Mark Rob, please? One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What, what does that mean? When everything you know is wrong. Okay, bro, that's enough. We should do this again sometime with Kat and Mark coming to a podcast app near you. Someone get this guy out the booth, please. No, I like it in here. And with us now to continue our series is Elisa Stoner. Welcome. Woo, I'm so excited to be here. Yay, we're so excited to have you. Yay. Awesome. So tell us about what is your typical cosplay and convention life? Take us through that. Um, I am a huge advocate for planning ahead. I am not the like con crunch type. I don't, I don't like feeling stressed right before traveling. And so I'm very like, okay, this is my list of conventions for the year. This is my list of cosplays I need to have ready by this time. And like, I do everything like super, super ahead of time. So wow. I'm very, I'm a very prepared kind of like con goer, I feel like. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I'm so impressed right now. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I found like this rare gem because listeners, <laughs> listeners, you have no idea how rare this is in the cosplay community <laughs> to have a cosplay planner. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like how many conventions did you go to a year roughly? Um, it largely varies due to what my budget will look like at like any given time okay um there was a period of time where I was part of a group that went for a charity and like had a booth and everything so my tickets were comped so I went more way more often because I didn't have to pay to get in right um and then when I left that group I had to pay my own way and it, it, the list of conventions shortened <laughs> significantly yep. okay um so it varies yeah yeah all right, so what was the last convention you attended? I believe the last convention I went to was Rhode Island Comic Con last year. Mm -hmm. And I went with a bunch of friends because I wanted to introduce them to their first convention. And I was like, I have to pick a big one with really Aww. cool celebrities so that they'll be impressed. Yes, and that is that is a good one. You you know your cons to okay, yeah. 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 although it is particularly crowded. So yeah. There's like that toss up. It's it's a balance. Yeah. yeah. Right. So if if you had known then that that was going to be your last convention, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, would you have done anything different? Yeah, I, I think I would have chosen a different cosplay because I sort of just threw one together that I thought would be kind of cool but wouldn't care too much about if my friends wanted to leave early. Oh. Um, and then there were a couple of celebrities that I was like, eh, I don't need to see them. I'll see them at another convention probably. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which <laughs> celebrities? Um, oh, what's his name? I can't remember his name. He plays, um, he's the voice of Flynn Rider in Rapunzel. Why can I remember his name? Oh, oh. Yeah, the voice of Flynn Rider in Rapunzel. Or Tangled. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And Sean Essen, but I mean, I've met him before, so it wasn't like a, a huge letdown that I didn't stand in his line, but it was still like, I could have, yeah. but I didn't. Yeah, so I'm hearing some regret here. So, so yeah, so take us through your reactions to convention cancellations. I was not at all surprised. I saw mm-hmm. that coming. Mm-hmm. Um so when, when things aren't a surprise to me, I tend not to get super disappointed about them because I was like, yeah, I know. You know, mm-hmm. it, that's life. It happens. Um, I'm yeah. I'm glad it happened because I was a little worried about some of those conventions, like trying to keep it going when it's not safe. Right. Um, so I'm glad that they were thinking of the public safety before anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about sort of the best and worst of this time. What has been the worst part of this season of cancellations? This whole, I mean, it's a little disappointing when you're like really excited about a cosplay and you worked really hard on it. And then all of a sudden you've got to like wait a long time to actually put it on and like showcase it. Yeah. So that's, that's really disappointing and kind of sad, but I'll, I'll get there someday. Yeah. So is it the cosplay part that you miss most about conventions? Um, I guess so. I mean, I'm, I think the best part about conventions is meeting up with friends, but I mean, you, you can do that outside of a convention. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess it is a different atmosphere when you're like all meeting up together and you're all in your cosplays and you're like, Oh my God, you look so cool. Oh my God, you work so hard on that. And like, you're like hyping each other up and Mm -hmm. and you like go out to eat after and like it's like a brotherhood of nerds yes yes it's this it's this energy that if you haven't experienced it it's really difficult to describe um but that's Mm -hmm. that's part of what i love about our community is um there's so much passion there's so much love there's so much appreciation Mm -hmm. um a lot of just really kind cool people getting together um, Definitely, for the most yeah. part. I think it comes from probably a lot of us were bullied as children for being nerds, and now we're all like, we're we're still cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm cool. See that particular resiliency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, so what what benefits do you see about these cancellations? Um, I I mean, it gives me as a as the as the the planning con goer. Mm. a lot more time to plan a lot more things yeah so when 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 we finally come back i'll be like ready to just burst out of the gate with like all these cosplays that are done and i don't have to worry about so you haven't stopped planning oh no nope oh wait (laughs) can you can you like give us a sneak peek (laughs) what do you got um so i have some some casual things going and then some like bigger builds. I have recently come to terms with the fact that I do not enjoy sewing. 
but I uh, do very much enjoy supporting my friends who are seamstresses. Uh-huh. So I currently have um, a Katara cosplay from Avatar The Last Airbender in the works, but it's, it's been commissioned from a friend. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm, I'm not the one making it, but I'm very excited about it because I've always wanted a cosplay. Um, yes, you would. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Definitely very cool. Um, so, mm-hmm. so have you been doing anything? So besides planning all these future cosplays, have you been doing anything yeah. else to to feed your your cosplay and convention spirit? Uh, I have. I um, also do Disney bounding. Um, and- <gasps> Yay! Can you describe what Disney bounding for people who don't know? Yes, I can. Um, so, in the Disneyland parks, if you are an adult and you want to dress up wearing an actual costume will get you kicked out of the park. So like super passionate Disney nerds have come up with a way to like express their favorite characters in a way that won't get them in trouble. Um, and that is to basically model your outfit, like modern day clothes, regular everyday clothes that you can't get kicked out of the park for after your favorite character. And usually the way you do this is with color blocking. So like most Disney characters are super colorful, like Snow mm-hmm. White has the like iconic yellow skirt, blue top, red accents kind of dress. So like, mm-hmm. it's super easy to take a Disney character and then just color block your outfit to look like them. And, and everyone around the, in the parks would recognize you because I've, I run into characters and they've like, like uh, greeted me as if I was the character that I was dressed up as. It's Aww. super magical. I love it so much. <laughs> that is so, so cool. Yeah. yeah. And then you can, you can get like all kinds of themed jewelry and or like accessories or bags. Like you can make it super fun. And you have a super cool tangled bag. I do. I actually, it's a, a, technically a popcorn bucket from Disneyland <gasps> in Tokyo. No way. Yeah. I repurposed it as a purse because I don't like popcorn because I'm weird. But <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually been to Disneyland Tokyo. I got it on eBay. But like I saw that it lights up and I was like, sold. I'm buying that. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. That is super creative too. And so, you know, you bring up a really interesting point that Disney has been affected by this too. So, I mean, how often did you used to go to Disney? Um, so I never went as a kid. My parents couldn't like afford to go. And then once I became an adult and like had my own money and realized like, oh, I can, I can go anywhere I want on like just I just have to decide and go and right so, safe uh, yeah a few years ago I went for the first time and I was like all my childhood dreams came true and Aww. it was beautiful and magical um I could really only afford to go once a year for a little while and then last year I went tw- twice wow so yeah so that's, how that's yeah yeah so <laughs> so how has um you know I mean, Disney's open again now, but are you planning any trips? Oh, yeah. Disney World is open. Disneyland is technically still closed. They like they pushed the the date. Oh, okay. California is doing so poorly, and Florida's Mm -hmm. like we don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. So, where do you stand on your decision to go to Disney during the pandemic? It was it was actually a very difficult decision for me. I had planned on going to this event called Dapper Day, where everybody will come dressed up in um, vintage outfits, Aww. and it yeah, it's this really super positive experience. I went last year, and like just people walking around the park 
complimenting each other like you don't even know each other and you're like oh my god you look so good and like it's just nice to have that kind of positive vibe yeah Um, so I wanted to go again this year I was gonna go in the fall but I think I don't I I think it's the safer idea not to so I decided to cancel that trip so Mm -hmm. I'm almost I'm almost sad about it because I already had as the as the planner ahead, I already I already have the outfits I was going to wear like in a, in a pile in my room. Oh my gosh, the level of planning again! I was so impressed. That is so cool. <laughs> I know I was in a, I was going in November. <laughs> my plan was to go in November, and I already have all the pieces for the outfits I was going to wear. Wow, this is cosplay. And they goals. were like elaborate outfits. I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> I have a lot of dreams and, you know, just got to make them happen. Oh my gosh. So, so people can like reach out to you if they need help, uh, planning things. Absolutely. I would love for people to reach. I would, I will talk Disney all day with you. That is so awesome. So besides Disney bounding, have you done other things to sort of cope during this time? Um, so I have still been having to work because Starbucks never closes. Mm. Um, uh, they let us go home for like a month or so on paid leave and then Mm. we had to come back. Um, but during that time I like tore through my room, got rid of tons of stuff and like, like got, got stuff together and I feel really good about it. So that's been like, like a healing sort of experience to have like to have the my living space not be chaotic anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you have found some really awesome ways to cope during this time. Um, so I don't know if you could like sort of summarize or give us like some hot tips for for cosplayers during this time without <laughs> conventions. How do we cope? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm the coping guru. Yes. <laughs> um, I- <laughs> I think um, now is a really important time for people to be like focusing on themselves and working on themselves. Mm. I know a lot of people in the Catholic community are people who deal with things like depression and anxiety and like they, a lot of them just sort of push it down and deal with it day to day and they don't like really address it or face it. But now like we're all sort of stuck with ourselves inside and with nothing else to do than to like deal with these things that are coming up. And I've got like friends who have been able to conquer a lot of things that they wouldn't have even like that they normally would brush under the rug and be like oh I'm fine I'll deal with it tomorrow I'm fine I'll I'll, this will pass eventually or something Mm -hmm. so I think it's a really important time to like do some self-meditating and healing and like really focus on working on yourself and yeah Mm -hmm. having that kind of patience yeah, that is that is amazing advice. And earlier you had been giving yourself some positive self-talk. You had done some cleaning <laughs> in your room. You planned ahead. Um, you have uh, demonstrated throughout this conversation <laughs> how I amazing. So <laughs> <laughs> I sound so responsible. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, did you know this? You're this. <laughs> did you know you were this responsible? Not. I just discovered this. This is yep, new to see, me. <laughs> this is this is why we do this. Um, so, so any any final thoughts? It, anything anything we missed that you want to make sure uh, we talk about? 
Hmm. Um, I think, oh, I also wanted to, to touch on like another piece of advice I would give for whoever's stuck inside or like having to go through cancellation depression. Hmm. Um, make it, make, make life fun. Life is what you make it, you know, like there are things that you can do that bring you joy that aren't part of convention life that you can focus on, like find your silver lining and like zone in on that and try not to let the negativity affect you too much. Cause like you got to be your, your own like little ray of sunshine sometimes. And mm. I think that's, what's going to get us through. Yes. I'm, I'm a big advocator of everyday cosplay. Uh, so cosplay mm -hmm. is your best self, right? Exactly. Awesome. So, um, all the plugs, where can people find you and all your cosplay awesomeness and all your, uh, how to make things fun and find your silver lining advice. <laughs> my little, my little ray of sunshine on social media. Yes. Um, uh, I guess I'm most active on Instagram, which is, so it's, I have a weird handle. It's colorful girl with a K, but spelled the European way with a U and then a U in girl. So it's K-O-L-O-U-R-G-U-R-L, -O -O colorful girl. <laughs> Perfect. It's you. Um, but that's, that's basically my handle on all social medias, on Twitter, on, on YouTube. Don't, please don't look at my YouTube. It's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok once again, embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Laughter is also a great coping skill, so you may be helping people. <laughs> you know, if you need a laugh, go go for it. Oh my gosh! Well, Elisa, it has been such a pleasure. You are an awesome human being with such great advice and such cool skills. Um, and we definitely need to hang out sometime because you're awesome. Um. So, live from an undisclosed location in a basement in New York City, it's me, Crank, ruler, well, mayor of Dimension X and the producer of the hottest new pod in that dimension or this one, the Shredhead Pod, starring the Blasian Batty, aka Google Chrome Dome, aka Ado Nobu Hagen, aka my best friend. Oroku Saki, a.k.a. The Shredder. And we've put aside our differences with the Ninja Turtles to be your weekly source of hot takes, sports, and entertainment news. Stay all the way and hear who Saki has named as his Cretan of the Week and find something valuable in the Shred commendations. So we'll see you on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever your pods are casts. The Shredhead Pod is a member of the Hyphen Podcast Group. And with us now to continue this conversation in our series is Bill with 1-0. Hey, hey. Hey. Thanks so much What's for being going? here. Hey, no problem. What's going on? How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Top of the <laughs> world, Ma. <laughs> awesome. So tell us what your typical haunting convention cosplay life looked like before all of this happened uh yeah so i i have this um word that i coined a couple of probably a long time ago now uh i call it september and september is uh the time between labor day 
and Halloween because that right there is just a mush for me. So uh, I, I not only am I, um, you know, I go to the, the cosplay conventions, which is a bad way to say it. They're not, that's what they are now, I guess. The, co <laughs> the cosplay conventions now. But I That's mean, all they are. <laughs> yeah. I, I go to the comic cons and stuff like that because, you know, I, I hit some sort of weird genetic uh, scratch ticket where I kind of look like Robert Downey. So uh, if you've seen me at the, around the conventions, I'm the, the ding dong that looks like Tony Stark. But um, more so than that, I, um, I work for Renaissance fairs. I work for the King Richard's fair. I throw axes. And then my real, you know, shtick is I'm a haunted house actor. I work for Barrett's Haunted Mansion in Abington most of the time, but I, I, I venture out to a few other places too. Um, so yeah, my typical year is dead quiet for, for 10 months and then oh just gosh. go, 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 go for two months <laughs> solid. Yeah. Really? So I guess that sort of surprises me because I feel like there is this culture of people love Halloween and scary stuff. You'd think it'd be I, I don't know, is there like a Halloween in January or something? Like uh there is one haunted house uh locally. They're um they're in Nashua, they're called Fright Kingdom, and they do off-season shows. So they do a Christmas show, a Valentine's Day show, and then they do a zombie prom in the spring. Oh so, yeah. So I, I I I'll go up and I'll volunteer and I'll work with them. Um because yeah, basically I just can't get enough. Oh, is that all volunteer work that you do? Certainly not. Bite, okay. bite, thy, bite thy forked tongue, woman. Well, you just said volunteer. I was like, wait a minute. I, I would volunteer. I volunteer. I help out uh, other haunts. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, during September, uh, generally speaking, like this year, because of the coronavirus, uh, has canceled King Richard's Fair and it canceled my haunted house as well. Yeah, I'm missing out on, on oh, a lot. Oh, no. I'm missing so, out on a, a several thousand dollars, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So this has hugely impacted you. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's also, and also, that's like, I'm not a, I, I don't drink. I'm like the worst Tony Stark you've ever met. I, um, <laughs> and, and if I did drink, I certainly wouldn't hang around in bars. It's not really my thing. Um, but uh so like the cons that's my social that's how i meet people i mean that's mm. how i met you yeah you know? and um and that's that's how i make friends and stuff like that and the same thing with the the king richard sphere and, and the haunted house and all that. that's where all my friends are you know mm. yeah it's it's a really awesome group of people and you know i don't know about you but i've really been missing them yeah. when was the last time you saw your people from which group i have a lot of circles yeah well i guess take us through you know what was the last haunt you did what was uh, the last right. convention well, the last uh the last time i saw some of my haunt friends a few of us uh went out to eat next door to the haunted house there's a there's a, a restaurant on property oh. so there was about five or six of us and we we hung out over there uh, but that was like the first time in four months, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, most of my friends live a, a good deal away. Uh, mm -hmm. So it involves me driving. And then a couple of weeks ago, I drove out. Um, I don't even remember the name of the town. It was around the Framingham area in that general vicinity. 
and I hung out with um, Kevin Brophy. Yeah. The photographer and Rhea Lavitz. Uh, she's, she's on the cosplay circuit, but um, uh, I, she's very specific about which con she goes to. So you may not mm -hmm. have met her. Okay. Uh, shout out to Kevin Brophy. He's going to be in our series too. So stay oh, cool. tuned for that. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so if you had known like last September that you weren't going to have one the next year, is there anything you would have done differently or? Uh, well, as far as the September goes, is there anything I would have done differently? No. Um, because I, I basically, I don't know if I could physically do much more than what I do. <laughs> right. It sounds like you're pretty packed. Yeah. Like I, I, I have a normal uh, job too. I have a 40 hour job. And during, you know, at that point it was like a 45 hour job. And then like, here's, here's my typical weekend, right? Friday, uh, you know, start work at like 5.30 in the morning, get out of work at 2.30, come home, get cleaned up, hit the road jack, go up to the haunted house, um, get into costume. We open at seven, run around chasing after teenagers for, you know, four, five, six hours or whatever, <laughs> get home at one o'clock in the morning, you know, give or take, cause you know, you have to drive. Um, then the next morning I get up, go to work at King Richard's fair, throw axes all day in the, in the sun from 1030 in the morning till they let me out at five. Saturday, you know, drive back up to the haunt, chase after teenagers, and then Sunday morning I'm back at the fair. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is incredible. It sounds like a lot of fun and a lot of work. Wow. Yep. Wow. No, wow, sleep wow. Till, no sleep till November. Yeah. <laughs> Literally for you. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. So so take us through some of your reactions because you know, this started earlier in the year. And, you know, were you foreseeing that there wasn't going to be your September? No, not in, not in March. I didn't. Mm. Not in March. Um, by the time it got to June, I was kind of biting my nails because I had heard that they had canceled Bristol, which is a, a Renaissance fair uh, just outside of Chicago. And I heard they canceled Bristol, and Bristol overlaps ours by one week. Mm hmm. And a lot of the Rennies travel, so there's some Rennies that don't come on board to our show until the second week because mm -hmm. they're over at Bristol. So I heard that Bristol got canceled, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Um, and then uh, with the Haunted House, um, they announced, well, they announced the King Richard's Fair was got, that got canceled probably about mid, well, we're in mid-July now, but uh, I think it was like the first week of July. And um, we had uh, got a, a, an email. Sorry, I'm starting stammering, and you have to edit out all my ums and uhs. <laughs> but um, we had gotten an email saying we're going to be open the haunted house, and here's a list of everything that we're going to have to do. Everybody's mm -hmm. going to have to wear face masks. Um, so, which is no problem for me because my character's face is covered anyway. Right. Right. Um, uh, if you're going to wear makeup, it has to be airbrushed. That way there's no, you know, touching of the faces and stuff like that. Oh. There was a long list of regulations we were going to have to follow. And then maybe about a week ago, we get the email and they said, yeah, it's, it's, we're not going to be able to put on the kind of show 
that we want to put on with all mm. these regulations. So we're just going to pull the plug. Wow. That must have been a really difficult decision. Yeah. I'm glad it wasn't mine. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's even doubly heartbreaking because you had this like list list that was telling you there was hope Yeah, and yeah. then just to have, ah, don't no, just kidding. Yep. Yeah. Oh. I'm, uh, I'm not doing well <laughs> with it. Like, um, oh. like, you know, whenever see, you see people like, uh, they post on Facebook, they're like, I'm not okay. And you really worry about them. Like right. I'm, I'm not okay. I'm just below. Okay. Mm. Like I'll, I'll get by. I'm a, I'm, I pride myself on being a, a super positive person and I'll, I'll figure something out, but, uh, um, yeah. But, but this is hard, and I feel like there's a lot of people that are really feeling this uh, just yeah. as deeply as you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm I'm like I said, one. A lot of my friends are a a very good distance away from me. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm gonna hang out with them, it's gonna take me almost an hour to get there anyway. Yeah. Uh, not all of them. I have some local friends too, but most of my friends they're they're distant. And two, you kind of like have to go to people's houses. You know, there's, you right. can't meet somewhere right now, uh, you know, in the big picture. So uh, it makes very, you know, it makes things very difficult and boring. Um, you know, I'm glad I got my VR helmet because I've been, the, that lets me go other places. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's, that's sort of how, how maybe you've been trying to cope. <laughs> yeah. I've been golfing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, so do you have a you know, anything you've been doing that's, that's been helping you cope, maybe feeding your, your haunter spirit or, uh, your haunter spirit, like a Pokemon. Um, your, <laughs> sorry. Right. You have the yeah. spirit of a Pokemon. Um, no, just like, you know, feeding this, you know, this hole that's been left. Well, well, uh, going to conventions too is like, I had some haunters conventions that took place in the, the spring and early summer that I would go to every year, mm -hmm. one in St. Louis and one in Chicago. And, you know, I had all my plane tickets bought and everything and poof, boom, boom, gone, oh, gone, gone. Yeah. So I lost a lot of money there too. Mm -hmm. um, but what have I done in the meantime? Uh, <laughs> I learned how to ride a unicycle. That's amazing. That is so <laughs> cool. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I remember when I was I remember I was a little kid, and one of my neighbors, Bobby, had gotten a unicycle for like Christmas or, or his birthday or whatever it was, and I remember him trying it once, and he was like, you know, that was it. You know, kids have no patience. So it's hard. Walk, yeah, it is absolutely very hard. And um, what I did was I actually turned on my Facebook live feed. From the day I got it until I got good at it, uh, which I'm still not good at it. It took me it took me about 15 hours just to suck. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult. But that I would is set up persistence. The, yeah. Well, what else are you gonna do? You're locked at home, right? So, uh, I, like I said, I'd set up the camera and I would ride back and forth in my hallway, and my friends would come on and I would talk to them. So one, it beat the loneliness. Two, mm. I was learning something new, and then uh, three. It was for safety reasons, because I figured if I flipped and went ass over teacups, somebody's going to be able to call 911 for me, because I live wow. by myself. Yeah. That was really smart thinking. Yeah, that's, that's actually really great. Yeah. 
I, I had caught one of your videos, but it wasn't live. Um, but even seeing you do it after the fact, I was like, oh, wow, that's, that is really cool. Um, so I think you're not giving yourself enough credit. Uh, you looked at least way better than probably the majority of people in this world would look <laughs> writing a YouTube yeah. it's, it's It's hilarious, too, because some people just, like, they don't know how, be, like, seriously, don't talk, don't, um, don't include me. How many unicycle riders do you know? Like none, right? Not personally, no. <laughs> right, exactly. It, it's, it's such a weird thing. And like, people don't know how to talk to you about it. Mm. And they don't realize that everybody says like the same thing. One, they all start humming the circus music, Aww. which like everybody does this, I get thanks. And then they're like, hey, when are you going to start juggling with it? It's like, listen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, like, one thing at a time. Like, it's like, oh, you just bought a skateboard? When are you going to land the 900, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Good point. So you right. picked up some new hobbies. You found a way to connect while learning that new hobby. That's amazing. Yep. So, um, so. And then you... another, another thing I've been doing, too, is um, on Saturday nights, I've been doing virtual movie nights. <gasps> yes. And, um, and uh, you know, whoever wants on board, just you know. So anyone, just, anyone can. Yeah, yeah you you could you could have been doing this the whole time. What? What? Yeah. yeah, all you would have to do is just message me, and uh, yeah, we all watch the same movie at the same time, and then we have a chat room open and we just talk about it. So how do you choose the movie? Um, usually, I choose it. Okay. <laughs> um, We're at your mercy. Sometimes it's democratic. Um, but what we do is well, I try to pick a movie that's going to be like bad. Yeah. Like, like one that if I was watching it by myself with nobody else would not hold my interest. That way we could just make a bunch of jokes about it. Mm -hmm. you know? We actually watched a pretty good movie one time and nobody was saying anything. It wasn't really fun because the movie <laughs> was too, too interesting. Right. Um, uh, my friends and I from Isla Pow also do things like that. So we can send you a list of movies if you haven't already watched. Yeah. We, we, we got a bank. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so that's awesome. Yeah, um, we, try, we try to do really bad horror movies. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, what was the one that we just watched? Shark. What was it? Oh, that was one. No, I watched that one on my own. Shark Exorcist. That was amazing. Oh and then another one just now was called Amity Island, which was, Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Wow. There was a lot, there was a lot going on in that movie. Yeah. Yep. So circling back to, so I know your September, September has been mm. canceled, but what, a, what about Halloween? Is there any hope for, I mean, people could wear masks and knock on people's doors. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the thing too, is like, um, this Halloween, they've been talking about it for like two or three years coming because this Halloween is on a Saturday mm -hmm. and it's on a full moon. <gasps> and I'm not sure it might even be a blue moon. Oh my gosh. I'm not sure or a harvest moon or whatever they call those uh, when there's two full moons in a month. Right, you know? right. So yeah, it's like, I don't even know how many of those you get in a lifetime. But yeah. that's that's the one this year. And guess what? You're staying home. <laughs> mm. So is there is there any is there any hope? I'm Please tell pumpkins. us you know. <laughs> I'm growing pumpkins. Oh. I'm growing pumpkins in my front yard and I'm gonna make my own uh jack-o'-lantern. Like there you go. From, from yeah, from seed 
uh, front porch there. Uh, yeah, I'm doing the whole thing myself. That's really cool. Not bad. Yeah. You have a lot of cool ideas about things to do. So I, I feel like we've gotten a lot of hot tips from you as, as we're going along. Um, so, you know, I feel like we've we've hit a lot of, you know, what's sort of been the worst and the best. And, you know, is there any, you know, any anything you would say to your, you know, your your fellow cosplayers and haunters and, and convention goers? You know, how, how do we deal with this time? How do we? Uh, you know, move forward together. Um, how much time we got? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll try to t tell the story as quickly as I can. Mm -hmm. um, my brother is a police officer. He's actually a lieutenant. Wow. And and he got the coronavirus very early. He got it. Um, I, I'm going to say like March 31st, April 2nd. March 31st. Mm -hmm. Let me say that over. Around March 30th, because there is no March 31st. <laughs> no, there is a March 31st. Okay. January, February, March. Yeah, there's a March 31st. Okay, so you get around, yeah, end of March, beginning of April, whatever. And uh, so you get it like really early on. And he only had mild symptoms. Um, but the thing was, he tested positive eight weeks in a row. And he couldn't go back to work until he tested negative. He was oh out gosh. of work for, for, for two months. And then um, his his wife has got some health issues, so they had to like wear masks, and they 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 didn't even see each other's face for two months, you know, wow. which is tough. Yeah. And um and then one day he calls me up and he was like, hey, um, uh, Michelle's not feeling well, uh, she really is craving orange juice. Do you, could you run to the store for me? I was like, yeah, no problem. I'm halfway there already. So I get to his house and. I'm not going to say he was crying, but he was upset, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, what's up, man? I know, you know, it's my brother. I know when he's upset. Mm -hmm. He's like, I just feel useless. He's like, I'm a first responder. I'm supposed to be out there helping people. And I can't even get my wife orange juice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do something else. And he's like, what? I was like, do something else. Mm -hmm. you can't do this to so do something else like um and i called them up the next day i was like dude they're looking for volunteers to do contact tracing it's something you could do from the house maybe you could do that you know and luck luckily enough like the very like within two days he got his negative result that he could go back to work mm -hmm. but that was my advice to him do something else my next door neighbor um years ago came over my house again almost crying he was 93 years old and his doctor told him he couldn't golf anymore. And I was like, that's amazing that you get to do it till you were 92. Right. It's you know? <laughs> a long time. He's like, well, what am I going to do? I was like, well, do something else. Mm -hmm. And then he ended up building himself like a small recording studio in his cellar and he would sing like karaoke style over these old standards that he loved. And he was make CDs and he used to give me the CDs and stuff like that. Aww. And um, same thing happened to me like uh, 10 years ago. I'm an avid bicycle rider. I ride my bike all over the place in the summer. And, uh, and then I had an injury and I couldn't ride anymore. It broke my heart. Hmm. And um, so that's when I, I started going to the gym and lifting weights. And I ended up loving that. And then lucky for me, uh, a couple of years ago, the injury had kind of like healed itself and I could ride again. 
So now I'm over there. I get the plug pulled on me, and there's no September this year. And I'm just kind of like sulking around the house, and I get the little, you know, angel and the devil on either side of me, and it's like, well, do something else. And I'm like, shut up, Bill. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to hear from you right now, okay? I'm <laughs> trying to feel sorry for myself. <laughs> yep. So what am I going to do this year? I don't know. Um, I'm going to do something else, though. Mm. Um, I am looking at other states that don't, um, that do have haunted houses. Maybe they have better numbers than we do over here, which is, Hard to say because I mean we have some of the best numbers in the country right now. But October's a long time away. Uh, but I'm I'm talking to a few different haunted houses that are planning on opening one in Indiana and one in North Carolina. So I might go spend one weekend in each. There's, mm-hmm. That's that that's something that I might do. Nice. Um, there are some outdoor um, type haunted experiences too. Yeah. Yep. There's one in uh, Seekonk. Mm-hmm. That as as of this writing, they are still planning on opening. Uh, my friend runs that one. I I I could do some work over there. Mm-hmm. Um, Spooky World Nightmare New England up in New Hampshire. I heard that. I mean, they're outdoors too. I heard that they are planning on opening, or that's the last I've heard. So um, I I used to work for them anyway. So I might go spend a weekend up there as well. There's there's options. Um, it's it's not over till I it's not over till I say it's over. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love that you're not only giving this advice, you're really taking it too. And you've already taken it. You you learn how to ride a unicycle. That's really doing something else. The worst part about it is I was learning to ride it for my haunt character. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not well, I mean, we're hoping be, this isn't indefinite, right? Yeah, I'll be even better at it by next year, so yeah. There we go. There we go. Awesome. So any, any final thoughts, anything we missed? Um, I don't know. We, uh, the last, uh, the last convention I went to, uh, with the cause, with the cosplay scene. Uh, yeah, I do. I do miss everybody. Um, I, I saw some, uh, some, you know, there's a lot of people that are still posting, you know, Instagram pictures of their cosplays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I've seen um, the RKO, the RKO Army. Uh, they've been doing their Rocky Horror Show like on a Zoom, which is kind of oh, that's cool. Which yeah, I mean, I mean, it, you know, technology is a, a wonderful thing, and mm-hmm. necessity is the mother of invention. So you know, I, <laughs> I I think that's great that people are doing you know their things like that. Um, if I could be a bit cynical for a second, though, I think that this um, this canceling for 2020 might actually be good in a way. Yes, it sucks. I hate it, but it might actually be good in a way because I, I was I was getting the feeling that the cosplay circuit kind of needed a reset button. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I lived through the the punk rock revolution of the nineties where you had the metal and everybody was metal heads and all that. And then almost overnight, everybody had, you know, cut their hair up to their ears so they could look like Kurt Cobain and a bunch of people (laughs) 
a bunch of people that just did not belong in that scene just got into that scene because it was popular mm. and i think in the in the in the convention circuit it started getting a little too big and a little mm. too crowded mm -hmm. um and, and what i mean by crowded is uh is overpopulated with um, the people i don't want to say they don't belong there it's an open community anybody can be there but there's a lot of people that would be there um with the hey look at me mm. you know instead of being a part of a bigger community it was more about a hey look at me so i think what we're we're gonna see in 2021 and going forward is we've kind of shaken the fruit tree a little bit a little bit mm -hmm. and um it, it, I, I think in, in the long run it might be better for the scene because yeah. like there was it got to a point where there was so many conventions you know there was uh, mm -hmm. there was a convention if not every month then sometimes twice a month yes you know yes it, it got to be too many and spread out too thin and um and it wasn't good for anybody you know the the, the cosplay people are spending all their money trying to get to the different conventions and after parties and mm -hmm. whatnot and then so attendance goes down because you can't afford to go to all of them right right you know and then um that it wasn't great for the vendors because unfortunately the people uh the you know the cosplay um I don't I don't want to paint a wide brush like this. But the people that are going there just so they can be seen don't buy anything from the vendors. Right. And that right. hurts the vendors. Mm -hmm. And the only person it doesn't hurt is the people that run the conventions. Yeah, because they're charging a lot for those tables too. They are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the only person it does because and I've been doing this convention thing a very, very long time. I remember going to Boston Comic-Con when it wasn't Boston Comic-Con. It was called something else. I don't remember what it was called. But it was three rooms on the top floor of the Howard Johnsons. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. And there was no celebrity guests. There was a couple of guest artists. It was mm -hmm. a comic book convention. Yeah. That, that's exactly what it was. And then um, my friend Brian and his girlfriend at the time were both kind of doing the, the cosplay thing. This is like 2010. And like that year I started going to the conventions and I wasn't Tony Stark yet. I, I, that year I did uh, Mr. Negative from the Spider-Man cartoons. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. And um, uh, that was the first year that Boston Comic-Con stop doing because prior to that imagine this if this was still the rule if you went in costume you got in free wow yeah because prior, there were so few people doing that whoa right. Pro, prior to like 2010 i think they cut it off like 09 08 09 or something like that uh -huh. but yeah it used to be if you went in costume you got in for free wow you know now imagine that right yeah, yeah yeah oh my goodness wow yeah. uh, things have certainly evolved uh for better or for worse in the last 10 years That's yeah sure. and and you know what i hear you saying too is now there might be sort of this new evolution you know out of out of the ashes of of the cancellations yeah will rise a stronger better community 
hopefully yeah i mean that yeah. that would be great that would be great because um like i said go, you can go back to the punk rock scene in the in the 90s and anytime that something gets really big and popular um there's going to be people that get territorial mm-hmm. where they think it belongs to them mm-hmm. and nobody else and then you're also going to get just like like toxicity too like go ahead try to like if you have a lot like i have a i get along with everybody or at least i try and try to find one person to talk to that also likes everybody else that you like it isn't Mm going to happen this one hates that one that one doesn't like this one this one thinks this one's a ding dong you know blah 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 and are there people that i think are ding dongs (laughs) yeah but (laughs) You know, but I mean, I I try to keep that under wraps unless yeah. unless it's something that I, it's somebody that I trust or or if, if that information uh, is important to them. Right, right. I'll I'll, I'll leave it there. That's pretty big. <laughs> it's big awesome. Enough. Well, Bill was one L. It has been such a pleasure. Please, please, please give us all of the plugs. Where can we find you and all of your awesomeness? Well, uh, another thing that I've been doing in the, uh, in the off season, even though I actually started this a little while ago, uh, I have a podcast, don't you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, our podcast is called uh, This Week Was Way Better Last Year, or we just nicknamed it Twibbly. So it's T-W-W-W-B-L-Y. Uh, Which I available. love. Yeah, Twibbly, it's fun to say. It um, is. Uh, it's a podcast. Uh, it's a comedy podcast. We uh, we talk about what happened on this week in history, mm-hmm. and um, the joke right now is, what are we going to call the podcast next year? Because <laughs> <I can't say laughs> this, this week was way better last year about 2020 because this year sucks canal water. Well, I, you know, I have every faith that you will come up with something wonderful. Please, please, please check out Tribly because it is amazing. I have been enjoying listening so much. When I think of all the people I know that should have a podcast, you are definitely one of those people that should have a podcast. And I am so glad that you do. So uh, it is is so fun. Um, And uh, where else can we find you? Uh, I have my, I have, well, Twibly has an Instagram uh, Twibley also has a Facebook and a TikTok. Oh. And, yep, uh, which is, and a YouTube. And it's all the same stuff across all four platforms. <laughs> Perfect. I, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm covering all my bases. Um, I have a personal uh, Instagram. It's, I kind of keep it locked up uh, sometimes, not all the time, because my haunt characters are on there. And I'm kind of like, um kiss where i don't like people that don't know me knowing those are my characters mm-hmm. okay like i don't mind you knowing yeah but but strangers i don't want uh, yeah. I, I don't want i don't want them stumbling across it and then like then they see me at the haunt they're like hey bill you know so. yeah <laughs> it, well it sort of breaks that fourth wall there and you yeah. really you want that true experience, which I, I appreciate about you. Yep. I'm a professional wrestler that still makes believe it's real. Yes. <laughs> you know what? We love wrestling here. So So, so do I. Yep. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, yep. Okay. Do we miss any plugs? Did we get all the plugs in? Um, 
yeah, that's about it. I guess the, 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 the podcast is the, the big one. That's, that's where so much of my energy goes these days. I, I spend about uh, anywhere between six to eight hours a week working on it. Wow. Well, it is, it is fabulous. Very well done. And you actually, so I, I didn't ask you this ahead of time. So, oh, no. <laughs> um, so you have oh, no. a tradition on your podcast where you end with a joke. And I was oh. wondering if you would end us with a joke today, just as I, a little taste. I can, because I do have a good one. But actually, we stopped doing the joke. We're gonna be, we're gonna start doing trivia questions with the new. Oh, host. okay. Um, uh, uh, what's uh, what what's what's your uh, uh, threshold for swearing? Um, we're probably going to bleep it out, but that's okay. 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 Uh, I'll, I'll do my best. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so there's this, uh, this British nun and, uh, she's in the convent and all of a sudden <clears throat> a vampire lands on the window. It's like banging on the window. So she gets on the phone and she calls up Mother Superior. She's like, Mother Superior, this is Sister Agnes. Uh, there's a vampire on the ledge. What do we do? So Mother Spirit says, uh, have you tried dousing her with the holy water? She's like, um, we're all out at the moment. What do we do? Mother Superior says, um, you have to show him your cross. So Sister Agnes goes up to the window and says, Get the hell out the goddamn ledge! Thank you so much. <laughs> this has been It's Like a Podcast Whatever. <laughs> Stay sweet, sugars. This, this is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?